it's not to take away from what the men do or what the men are doing, it's to bring women to be the same level or to give us the opportunity. Do we feel like that's because I was a woman? Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. All right, all right. I'm Alex Del Sordo, and I have another coaches yelling. This might be a discussion. I don't know where this is going to go, but I have an all-female cast of powerhouse Olympic-level athletes. Uh, I'm a bit intimidated. This is exciting for me, and the topics that we're talking about, I think, are going to um, uh, erupt some emotion. I think there's going to be a lot of great discussion here, but I'm really excited, and as I've stated in all the other coaches yellings, if you like or dislike what we're having, what we say, if you agree or disagree, give us your comments, give us your feedback. We want to make the show better, okay? And as I stated from day one, we all mean well. We want the sport of rowing to grow and not just national, but international. And I got an international powerhouse today, starting with Carrie Simmons. Carrie, a Olympic champion, two-time world champion, the, the sweetheart of the show. You've been here since the beginning. Welcome. How are you feeling today? The sweetheart of the That's show. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. I thought Eric Murray was going to be like the sweetheart of the show or maybe Mike Wallen, but no, my, they're not here today. They're not here today. You're, Fair you're, enough you're for this up. episode. That's right. Yeah, no, I saw you say powerhouse packed show and I just saw Emma Twig just do a big inhale and exhale. So this is, I think we're gearing up here. I think we are. And, and, and thank you for taking your time again to do this today. Next up is uh, someone from Down Under, and she is in the Down Under right now in New Zealand, across the world, five-time world champion medal and Olympian, Emma Twig. Wow. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah. Pretty, pretty stoked to have had the call up. Um, I've been watching your, your previous episodes and I'm um, up against some pretty stiff competition. I know Jess is a, a rowing encyclopedia, so that's a little bit daunting. And Kerry, how many times has she won this thing? Uh, two times. So, yeah, like she's, she's <laughs> in it to win it. Uh, but welcome and thank you for taking the time to be here. Uh, the next, next up. Uh, Leanne Purse, a South African. How cool is that? Uh, you're a two-time Olympian. An incredible athlete. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I mean, I'm really excited. I feel like I may be a little bit of an underdog in terms of my results in the rowing side of things, but I'm hoping to really, you know, up it with my, with my knowledge. So let's see how it goes. Well, I'll tell you, if, if, if anything, you're better than me at rowing. So <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're fine. Believe me. And okay. Now from the UK, hailing from England, Jess Eddy, silver medalist, Olympian, two-time world champion medalist. Uh, you packed the power punch last time you are on the show. You look like you're ready to go today. How are you feeling? Hi. Yeah, I'm good. Last time I kind of um, went off really hard and then I just dropped off. Yep. I went the first round and I didn't do very well, so I'm here to give it some more. I'm wearing my opening ceremony kit from 2012. Bring a bit of sparkle to the occasion steal it away from these lot who've got more gold things than me so um let's see how it <laughs> the the bling as i would call it you look fantastic in the outfit now 
We're going to start now, listen, for, for there are those who are brand new to the show, it's, uh, well, I'm going to ask two questions. We're going to go around the horn. Each, each person, uh, each woman on the show here today is going to get a minute, minute and a half to answer it. Thumbs up if I like it, thumbs down if I don't like what they say. At the end of the first two questions, uh, the individual with the least amount of points does not move on to the coaches yelling, which has been a crowd favorite. So uh, we're going to start uh, with the sweetheart of the show, Carrie Simmons. Uh, you are the elite person here, two-time winner. I'm going to start with you, and uh, let me get my clock ready. Now, here's, here's the question, Carrie. What are the limitations or sacrifices female athletes pursuing Olympic dreams that men don't necessarily have? Or if are there any? You are on the clock. This is a loaded topic. Yeah, um, I know. I'll do my best to just touch on a few things Go in this it. time limit. Yes, there are. There are um, sacrifices and limitations. I think number one, just to point out, we are the ones giving birth to children. And so there's definitely that um, choice that you feel like you have to make, like do I wanna pursue family or this career path? It's much harder for women to come back from pregnancy. We saw with Nike sponsorships and specifically track athletes, there was a backlash last year 2019 is what I'm talking about, where women had to fight to maintain their sponsorship Whoa. while they're pregnant and wow. really prove that they could come back stronger. So that's amazing that that's still happening now. I think as far as limitations, women athletes, we're just not on the same performance level as male athletes. And I think we always, to get the same amount of attention, we have to prove it mm. way more. I mm. think the U.S. Women for Rowing got attention because we won three Olympic titles and the men were not at the time being as successful. And that is why we got attention. I think if it was flipped, they wouldn't even care about the women. So I'm actually quite curious to hear from these other women here who are, have experiences with their, you know, men, male counterparts and how that was. Um, time, time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, elephant in the room here. Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. Now we're going to bring in Emma and Emma, um, I'm going to, I'm going to repeat the question the best I can here so that, cause you're new to the show. What are the limitations or sacrifices of female athletes pursuing Olympic dreams that men don't have, or are there any, you are on the clock. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different stance here. I think speaking from a New Zealand perspective, um, I actually feel like men and women actually are relatively even in this uh, area. Um, in the past, We've had a lot of media attention. Some of our, our biggest rolling stars have been female and they've been able to progress their careers and be paid really well. Uh, if you're talking to um, a, a rugby player, New Zealand rugby player, the story, a female New Zealand rugby player, the story would be completely different. Um, but I think the nature of our sport in New Zealand and the success that we've had has allowed women to really um, kick on. I think in terms of what we put on hold, for sure, having families sometimes, um, our career but equally the men are putting their their careers on hold as well um yeah so i don't i don't necessarily think that um there's much of a difference but definitely in terms of just you know women are the ones that have the babies unless you're in a relationship like i am and my lovely wife is hopefully gonna gonna do it all for me so like right here right now i'm i'm on an even playing field with my head rysdale Wow. All right. Time. Wow. So a completely different perspective from a different part of the world. That's actually beautiful. Now, another area of the world, we're moving into um, South Africa. Uh, Leanne, I'm, I'm going to repeat the question for you. What are limitations or sacrifices of female athletes pursuing Olympic dreams that men don't have, or are there any? 
you're on the clock. Yeah, so I think, um, especially in South Africa, we are like a rugby and cricket dominant country and the focus is really on male sports. So I think the women are really challenged like from the start and that the stigma, people are always thinking like men, 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 rugby, 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 cricket, 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 and it's all about the men. So really we're facing challenges in that people don't think that women are as good as men at sports. I think that um, I just want to say that I don't think we should have to have any make any sacrifices or like face challenges. So I think it's something that as women we have to fight for. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think like you guys spoke about it in your last um, coaches yelling actually about like the load of men versus women and like do, can women do the same load as men and like why you know why should it be different? We can do the same training program as our male counterparts. Um, and I think, yeah, like often women are judged on like their muscular physique and um, should we look like this? And but why are we getting judged? Like we should be proud of what we look like and how strong we are and how we can perform. And um, that's like what makes us really good. So we need to be proud of that and embrace it. And I don't think it should be something that should be a challenge and then we should have to to like deal with and be Fine. judged. Wow. On. OK. All right. Another another interesting perspective from a different part of the world. Uh, a, a, a male-dominated sports world. Now, Jess, you 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 you've done this before. You've been on the show. I'm not going to repeat the question. I've done three times. Uh, you're you're on the clock. So I think um, Kerry nail on the head. I think the family aspect is huge, and there's no doubt um, that you're delaying it. And it's definitely a thing that women have to think about. You can't have the career that men have. You can't have a career until your early 40s unless you don't want children. And that's fine. That's no judgment. So you can't. And there's also the aspect of once you finish your career, you then, as a rower, you then go into a new career in your early 30s, mid 30s, at the bottom of a rung, which I've done. Mm -hmm. And then, then you're going to have to then delay it again if you're going to have a child. So I think the family thing is huge. And there's no woman in the team that have children. There's numerous men. I can't even tell you how many men were in our national team that have kids. Like, Wow. You go. I think secondly is parity in sport. Until now, we didn't have equal playing field. We didn't have an, we didn't have a women's four. We, there used to be a men's cox four until a couple of years ago, cox pair. We had so many more or less boat classes to race in. There's less seats for us to, to race in, which meant you were already getting battered down from the start. We didn't have enough seats to row in. And I think thirdly, the, the, the income thing, um, Kerry picked up on sponsorship. We, I'd, I'd love it to be fair, but it's not fair. Your sponsors want to sponsor the big Adonis-like rowing men, not the giant burly female rowers. And I think um, that, that's a societal thing that we don't put the sponsorship into women's sports. So we don't need to Wow, wow, wow. You know, a question that popped up in my head that I want to know, and we're going to discuss this further in Coaches Yelling, and I want you to think about this. Are there examples of female athletes that have children and came back to race and race at the Olympic level? Like, do you know any? Are there any in South Africa, New Zealand, UK, America? I know we're going to get back to that. So we're going to start with Jess again. So now question number two. Now, a round off here, you got Jess, you ended with six points. You did a great job. And you are tied with uh, Leanne and Carrie for six. So you're already ahead. You're doing really well. Second question is, should Olympians be paid by their coach, by their country to train year round? You're on the clock. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the year round thing, but I 100% think countries should pay athletes because otherwise you're going to create a massive elitist area that only the very, very wealthy and the rich can do their sport. And you'll never hmm. get the, the every man, the working class kid who can go, oh, I could be an Olympic athlete. No, I can't. 
because there's no government funding for me. There's no way I can get sponsorship to do that. It's just for the elite people. I'll never be able to do that. I also think it's Olympians and, and sports people are a great asset to, gov to the government. We're used as a political tool. And I think we're an asset to inspire a healthy lifestyle and, and getting out there and doing sport. And you can see it now in this lockdown we're having. Kids aren't doing enough sport. They're not seeing it. They haven't got those role models to do it. And I, I think it's a huge part of it. And, I, and I, I, so I think that, that we are an asset to, to the country. And I think it should be an important part of the same as art and culture is. I think sport is a huge, important thing that should be funded. In the same art and culture. I like that tie-in. I like that. That's a, that's a unique tie-in. Wow. Okay. Uh, time. Uh, great job, Jess. Eight points uh, to end the, the, the first round. Good job. Now, uh, Leanne, we're going to bring you back in here. Um, I'm going to repeat the question for you. Should Olympians be paid by their country to train year-round? You're on the clock. Yeah, so I think, I mean, 100% agree with Jess. I definitely think that uh, Olympians should be paid. I think, as I wanted to say, like we are great asset to, to our countries in terms of what we represent, of healthy lifestyles, um, inspiring kids to follow their dreams, achieving goals. I think it's not only in sport, but like in everyday life, just inspiring people to be better. Um, and I think like it's got something to do with, um, you know, like our government in South Africa, they can't afford to pay athletes full time. So it's something that like the federations need to be really mm. thinking about how do we make the sports, all the sports attractive so that we can afford to pay our athletes. And I know that's something that like is a big struggle. I don't know if it's only in our country, but it's definitely trying to make the sports attractive so that we can pay our athletes. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, that's going to help to develop, keep developing the sports so that they can keep going and more and more people can participate in them. Because I think that's a major struggle is that without the money. Is rowing really popular in South Africa? Is rowing very popular sport where you are? Um, yeah, it's fairly popular, but it's not, there's not enough exposure of it. So there's mm. just, you know, the spectatorship is very low. And that's where a lot of the not money comes money. from in South Africa by the sports. Yeah, not enough money. All right, time. Uh, we're going to go over to Emma, uh, down under over here in New Zealand. Uh, you know, it's funny. I think about this question and of course you're going to want to be paid. You're all Olympians. You want to be paid to do this, but I want your opinion now down, down, down in New Zealand. Emma, should Olympic level athletes be paid by their country to train year round? You're on the clock. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think, um, who, who goes to work, works a job and doesn't get paid. It essentially is our job. Um, yeah. I think investment also equals success and our program is a big um, example of that where there's been money invested um, we've had eventual success and, and as everyone else has said that leads on to other things like inspiring a generation of um, young athletes. Um, I also agree that visa you need to, to be very conscious of making our sport um, making superstars and giving us a platform to, to earn money and again in New Zealand those those athletes that have a profile have the potential to earn so much more than those that are just on, on the, the bread line and, and earning the status quo from, um, from Rowan New Zealand. So um, I guess there's two sides to every story. You've got to bring, bring in the dollars to be able to pay the dollars. So how, to, how looking forward, can we have profiles like our rugby players and our netballers and, um, and then, then be wanting to be sponsored by these, these big names. And, and really we're at a point now where only a handful of the, the rowers, um, can do that and other than that we get a um, government grant which again is more than some of the rest of the world growing so it's a very interesting um, hmm. you know ever brought up a good point and 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 i'm sure carrie's going to talk about this maybe but you know sure you want to be paid but 
but how do you do it, right? That, that, it's a two-part question. Carrie, uh, you've done this enough and, and you yelled at me last time that I don't have to repeat the question. So uh, Carrie, you're on the clock. Yeah, no, they already kind of touched on my points, but I'll expand. I think, yes, it would be great for us. I'm, we were probably, U.S. women were probably, U.S. men and women were probably the lowest paid country for rowing. Um, more government support would be great. I think 2016 was the first year that we weren't taxed for our medal winning money, which is crazy that we would get taxed, you know, if we made so such little during the year. Um, to Emma and Lee's point, we need more exposure. This touches on a bigger thing. We need this to become a more spectator-friendly sport. We need more racing that's community engagement. So I'm thinking like Windermere Cup and Heather Charles. They engage their communities, but then that's probably where it stops. Like when I was growing up in San Diego, I did not know anything about the Crew Classic. Wow. And I lived like 10 miles from Mission Bay. Like, what is that about? More marketing, more community involvement, more exposure for the sport allows for these athletes to have more opportunities to gain sponsorships and make more money other than just relying on the government. So time. So Carrie, let me ask you this really quick before we, yeah. we go to commercial break. And I think this is true. You did not get paid at all, right? While you were an athlete training for the Olympics and you and we won the gold medal right? Like when you were racing, did you get any kind of government support? Yeah. Uh, government? No. Um, USOC support? Yes, a little bit. Not enough to pay rent. So I lived with a host family. Uh, okay. So I want to, I want to bring everybody off, off mute really quick. And let me ask you, uh, because you guys all kind of winced when she said that she wasn't taxed. I mean, Leanne, what was your experience training in South Africa? Were you like, is it similar to the U.S.? Were you not, not getting much government support or did you get some kind of support? Yeah, so we got a little bit of government support um, from our Olympic Federation. We, but we had to be uh, competing at a certain level. So we had to be top six in the world to mm. get that support. And again, it was very specific. We had to show where we were spending our money. We couldn't spend it on rent or like there were so many specifics around where, how we could not couldn't spend it. And I think... As well, the guys had won uh, money for the gold in London or something. I think they were also taxed on their winnings. Wow. So I think it's pretty similar. similar so, Jess, to so Jess, what about you? When you train at the Olympic level, did you get any kind of support from the government? Yeah, we, we are really well supported. We have a national lottery, which um, sport, you have a big kind of governing body for all sports, Olympic sports called UK Sport, um, which Aro is now the chair of, Catherine Granger. Um, and then that distributes money to each sport depending on how successful they are or projected success. So as an athlete, you get given a grant depending on where you come each world championship. So you do have to break into the team um, and then you get a grant of money. But um, yeah, we're, we're very well supported and our national lottery is an incredible thing, which we stole from the Australians, I think, the idea of it. So we, we did really badly in Atlanta. The, the whole Team GB got one gold medal, which was rowing, Redgrave and Pinson. Um, and then they had a big shake up to say, how do we do this better? And it's what Emma was saying, you need to put money in to support the athletes so they can yeah. train for them and it's, and it's paid off for us. Let, let, me, let me ask Emma really quick before we go to commercial. Emma, did you get any kind of support from New Zealand government to train and race at the Olympics? Yeah, we're very much like the British uh, team. We have a performance enhancement grant, as they call it, from our government, which does get taxed. Um, but it's essentially your world ranking determines how much you're going to receive every year which is great, but it also can be a little bit brutal when you miss out on a position by, say, 0.5 of a second, okay. uh, the difference between 20 grand or not. 
So let me, let me, let me point something out. And, oh, you know what? Hold on. Let's, let's go to commercial break. Wait, and then, uh, oh, go ahead, Carrie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Just two things. One, we were taxed because we were not taxed because we were below the poverty line. Two, um, I think New Zealand and GB are excellent examples of how rowing has become a part of their culture. And I want to say like Henley, for instance, has been an opportunity spe specifically for kind of these male British athletes to get sponsorships. So it all feeds. That's kind of an example to me. I, I like that. So listen, we're going to go to quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to announce who moves on to coaches yelling and who doesn't. More from us here uh, in a few minutes. We're back. And uh, during the commercial break, I, I struggle sometimes with tiebreakers. And, and I don't want a tiebreaker today. I want everyone involved in Coaches Yelling. I think it's very fitting. And we're gonna we're gonna bring everybody back on on, on to uh, out of mute right now, okay? And I'm gonna get the clock rolling here now. Listen, uh, Leanne and Emma, you have not been part of Coaches Yelling. This is now picture us in a bar setting, all having a drink, talking to one another. It's okay to interrupt, it's okay to go back and forth, but we wanna get back to the discussion and we wanna go back to the first question of, are there limitations that women have that men don't necessarily have uh, going after the Olympic dream? So um, we're gonna be on the clock here and uh, we got five minutes. You're on, let's do it. Let's start talking about this. Carrie? Well, yeah, I'm gonna speak to the US experience because I think we're talking about sport in general. It's definitely interesting for rowing, if we're going to be specific about it, that U.S. college women are more supported than men's college rowing. Yeah. So that's kind of like the one instance where you see it kind of flipped. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, that helps feed into the success of us at, at the national team level. The thing that's unfortunate, though, is I was someone that looked up to a lot of female athletes growing up. I loved watching the Olympics. I loved watching Misty May and Carrie Walsh, some of these. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, you know, all these men, you know, have daughters and you want your daughters to grow up with these strong female role models. I have to think most men want that for their, for their daughters. So why wouldn't we all be very supportive of, you know, making it just a little bit easier for women to have success and um, not making it so hard to get attention or sponsorship. Uh, are, are, listen, silly. I don't know this. Are any of you mothers? Do you have children? Does yeah. any of children? No, I, I just like, I want to like how I know it's a challenge. Like, that has to be a difficult thing to go through and it has to slow you down on an immense level. Right. Are there a lot of, do you know a lot of women that have come back from having children to then win Olympic medals or can train at the Olympic level? Jess, do you know anybody? Is there anybody that you know? So, um, Carson has done that. And there's, there's, um, Sunita. Sunita. Sunita, yeah. she's got two children. She's now coming up 40 and she's just starting to hit her stride. Wow. But then that's, that's you're, you're a single scholar or you're the top person. So you can then support yourself. You've got sponsorship. You can come back like Serena Williams. You can't do that in, if you're a little cog in a machine, like a big national mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So the funding, is it like if you had the funding maybe to do that, is, does that make it easier? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Leanne, Leanne, let, I mean, I want to know that I, I'm really interested in this. Like when, if, if this is for anybody, but I really want to hear Leanne talk. 
Is there something in your head that when you graduate college, do you have to say to yourself, am I going to have a family or am I going to have rowing? Like, is that, is that a big topic in your head? I think it's something that you definitely think about, but um, like for me, I feel like it should, if it's something that you want to do, you want to have kids and you also want to compete, then you should be able to like make a plan around it. It's, I mean, it's horrible to say that like, you know, it's something, it's a challenge for us that we have to think like, okay, we need a plan because you're going to obviously have to take time off from your sport to do it. But if you have the right support, then you should be able to come back into your sport if need be. So if, if that's where you want to, you know, if you want to have the kids, but then you want to carry on, that should be a possibility and you should be supported in that. Because Emma, Emma, I want to hear, I hear Emma's position. Um, can I just throw something out there on the, the whole, the, the gender equity side? Um, I, I believe that the media has a huge part to play in, in the role models that we're kind of fed um, as young kids. And um, there's just actually been a recent study in New Zealand around the amount of media coverage of men versus women at the Rio Olympics. And there was something like 27% was um, women that were being co uh, covered in the media. And uh, often the topic of conversation was more about how they looked and who they were dating wow. as opposed to their, their actual results, um, which I think is a real eye-opener. And, and again, it, that comes back to um, you know, young kids having these role models who they want to aspire to because of their performance and what they've achieved rather than you know, how they look or who they're dating. Right. Just throwing it out there. Karen? And I think for the US women, the reason we were highlighted is because we were a part of a legacy of crews that had we hadn't lost for 11 years and that's why we got you know i think more of the attention in that situation it had been flipped, there's just no way go ahead jess Seven years. that was my entire career thanks <laughs> <laughs> but i wasn't there for all of it so i know you just could get any old um yeah, I think I completely agree. I think the, the sponsorship thing and the, the kind of um, exposure thing is huge. And I think the family thing, the family thing I think is the biggest, but the whole, um, we have a huge limitation. The sponsorship is your income, which means your ability to be able to recover and look after yourself and, you know, buy the best equipment and everything is, is a huge part of, of it. But Longevity? I, yeah, and how long you can do it for? People probably stop because they might have debts, they might have to start getting a job. My mum every single year was like, that's enough now, isn't it? Do you want to retire now? <laughs> I think we, you know, that we- That goes for men too. Don't, I don't want, don't, that goes for men too. From a career perspective, it's-, no, it's I'm, I'm saying that they could get paid more because of the, the, the sponsorship and getting endorsements yeah. and getting, you, you can't, yeah. can't say that that's not a thing that happens, but it is. So yeah, it becomes a legitimate career, doesn't it? And I think we all know more people that stopped rowing because of family than we do that continued with family a hundred percent yes you alex right yeah well, yes family is a limiting factor there is no question but i'm wondering okay so we know the problem how do we make rowing the shining example of to fix it like what can we do as a sport to make that equality better to support our women in rowing and to get away from you know at the olympics saying what is she wearing how good does she look and who is she dating like what can we do if you were running the show, what could we do, ladies? What could we do? Well, I mean, we need to focus on like the what they're achieving, not what they look like and what they're wearing and 
who they're talking to. I mean, we here to, if we're talking about rowing, we here to row and compete and win, most of us. So that's where the focus must be. If the media are interviewing males and they're talking about how did your race go, that must be the same conversation they're having with the women. You know, it's not, it shouldn't be any different just because oh, it we shouldn't women. be. No, I know. But what can we do? Emma, what do you think? What are, what are, what are your head at? Um, I, I, I think that it's, it's a, it, it's like opportunity thing, right? It's now we're at a point where we've got equal numbers, as just mentioned earlier, in, in events. So you know there should be a push for equal exposure of men and women. It's like Title IX in in America, you give equal opportunity, and all of a sudden these doors are op open for women in different sports. Um, same with the media. The more coverage we have, the more female athletes will be known to others, and we'll have opportunities to have sponsorships. Um, and and again, it will inspire the next generation of young girls. Uh, Jess, where, where, what do you think? Yeah, and I'm, I'm complete. I agree, and it's happened. Um, an example here in the UK is um, women's professional football. I know it's a big hot topic in the states at the moment because they've just lost their lawsuit. But the women's league has become a lot more professional, and they're coming a lot more on level pegging. Okay, not level pegging the men. That would be wrong to say that. But their their exposure in the media and on our on our kind of BBC and on um, airtime is huge, and they're becoming much bigger stars and you can see the you can see the increase in kids playing it you can see it and the increase in people knowing the names and that kind of thing all leads into it and i think okay rowing we're we're not very great spectator sport but in terms of what we do and our discipline and our training and our personalities that we have within the different teams around the world we're we're we kind of stand out and i and that, okay, i'm biased in my rower but i I see, I've been to three games and I meet lots of other sports people and I think rowing gets a really, really high level of kind of acclaim and respect around the Olympics for how hard we train in our sport. So I think we've got a huge asset, which is us and our sport, which to sell. And I don't see- It's a lot of effort. I think it takes a lot of effort to get that out there and it's going to require the athletes to be spokespersons of spokespeople for themselves, right? Uh, Carrie, I'd like you to answer that last part of that question. Go ahead. Yeah, two things. One, again, it just requires, women have to do a lot more to get attention. Women's soccer had to win a lot to get the attention that their male counterparts were used to. And it's still, you see that there's disparities there. And then also to Jess's point and everyone, we've all made this point, like I think in past episodes, we need to do better marketing of our sport. There's a lot of potential here. We are role models for kids. I think we're definitely very, um, got a lot of qualities to look up to. Can we expand on that, get more community involvement, grow our sport because of that marketing and, you know, allow these athletes opportunities to make some money too. So um, I think I, I, it comes down to exposure. What I, I'll tell you this, I've been thinking about this and, and I know we're already bleeding over time for this, but this is a really good discussion. It's uh, when you watch a rowing race, when you watch a crew race, what's great about that compared to other high intensity sports is that it's fun to watch a six boat race with women and it's fun to watch a six boat race with men. You know what I mean? Like it's, if it's bow ball to bow ball, if it's a tight race, it's fun to watch no matter what. So some people argue that uh, basketball, like the WNBA is boring. And I put air quotes here, boring to watch because it's not as high of intensity as the NBA, but in rowing, we have that unique ability where it's still a great race, no matter who's in the boat. Do you, do you agree with me on that? Do you guys, do you agree? Yeah, I, I, I want to jump in there. The, an example we've seen in, in the Southern Hemisphere is the Women's Big Bash Cricket League. 
Um, and they've now created this product where women are getting really well paid. And I think the more there's, in, there's investment and there's exposure, it actually, it actually shows the skill level that these girls have as well. It's the same thing. If the rest of the world can see that we row just as well, if not better than the men, um, and we have the opportunity to, to put that out there, then the rest, of the, the rest of the world and men are going to look and say, look, I actually want to watch that cricket game because they're pretty damn skillful. It, it comes down to a lot of like how we expose it. Go ahead, Jess. The thing with this as well is just because it's something we talk about at our National Training Centre all the time. This whole discussion about bringing parity and equality, it's not to take away from what the men do or what the men are doing, it's to bring women to be the same level or to give the same opportunity. And I feel like sometimes our men go, oh, everyone's like, we're talking about feminism and women's sport. They're not. We're just trying to get from here so we're level with you. We're not taking away anything that you do. Great stuff. I'll, t I'll tell you this. The man in the room here is telling you that we want the same thing. We want women's rowing to be elevated and get better. Like, we want it to be more exposed. And I'm sitting here, it's fine. I'm sitting here, and I'm, um, we are a media company, right? We are a company that is showcasing rowing and all it takes is for us to talk more about female athletes right i was sitting here going through this and emma i've never heard of your name prior to this event to us talking jess i didn't know who you were prior to us doing this that is absurd all we need to do is is give you more exposure and, and learn more about your story and people will love it and and fall in love with it now uh, carrie i know you're, you're like you're waving at me to say something so go ahead yeah, no, I think two things, right? We need to invest, get, take a chance and invest in women in sport more. And I think to Emma's point, we'll see how, like, if anything, invest for your daughters, right? To have more role models. The second thing is awareness. As much as I think, Alex, there are people that, yeah, I really want women to do better. There's still just little things that um, just throw gender in there. And I'm just going to point it out. But even, and I'm putting you on the spot here, Alex. Go ahead, come on. Even calling you the sweetheart of the show, Ooh. do we feel like that's because I was a woman? Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. All right, all right. Did you yeah. say that to a man? Uh, just I probably, things, so. Right, like just that kind of like, they're not even, they're ingrained in a way. Mm -hmm. So putting gender in things. You're right. You're, not, look. <laughs> You're like, no, it's I'm really, watching. it's not to make fun of you or anything. This is something that I think we're all kind of used to. And to Emma's point about commentary, right? It's like the women are, they're focused. There's still a lot of gender roles out there and we need to have more awareness of what we're putting out there. We got to break that down. That's so interesting. And man, Carrie, bringing it. I love that. I love that you pointed that out. I mean, that's. I saved that one. <laughs> no, you saved it. You saved it for the end. I like that. Leanne, you have been. You have been quiet for the, for most of this. Uh, I mean, how are you feeling after this discussion? What are, what are, what are your thoughts? What are your what, what should we do moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm agreeing with what everyone is saying, and I'm like, don't really know what else to add. But um, I think I definitely agree with that with Carrie's last point, and that she kind of like uh, pointed you out for you know calling her the sweetheart of the show. I think in so many ways we have this way that we talk. And what we say and even things like, oh, you throw like a girl or hit like whatever it is, you know, it's just like, why do we say these things? Because we just sort of um, giving girls or women the stigma about how they should or shouldn't be when they play sport. And I think it's something that needs to change the way we think, the words we use um, when we're talking to, to women. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's, it's a mind shift as well that we need to 
we need yeah. to start thinking about. How can you, I want to close soon because this has been a, a wonderful topic, but what do, let's say Serena Williams, someone brought up Serena Williams, right? Um, and you could, you could, I want you to answer this question for me. How does the media play her up? Like, cause I've seen it where they talk about how powerful she is and how amazing athlete she is. But at the same topic, they also bring up other areas like what is she wearing? What's her outfit and who is she dating? So is there a balance that allows for maybe the old style approach, right? Where we're talking about those things that you brought up earlier, Emma, and also the female power and the ability. Is there a balance that we could find as media folks to gain more attention to female rowers? Am I answer? Am I asking this prep properly? Go ahead, Carrie. I'll tell you about Serena Williams. That's quite funny. Yeah. I, I, I think she plays the media a lot. Because I think she, I, I think she's exceptional. I love her. But she obviously she's in like Beyonce videos. She's married um, a very high profile guy. Um, but the press rip her down. They do say she's masculine. They say she's massive. And you know what? She's not that big. I met her before. She's quite small. So the rowers would make her look tiny. <laughs> <laughs> they. Yeah, they do. The, the, the media definitely rip her apart and say she looks masculine and too muscular. Whereas Nadal, they're like, oh, Nadal, get your shirtless top off. Like, they, they love that on Nadal. They, Serena gets, gets ripped apart. And I think it's, I, I keep saying it's a societal thing. And, mm -hmm. and before, it's, a, it's something that needs to be changed in the way we talk about women, the way we discuss them and the questions we ask them. We talk the media thing as well. I, again, it's like, why do we have to bring gender into everything? Why can't we just talk to her about uh, her as an athlete and her skills? Why does it always have to go back to like, oh, she, she plays like a man. Like, her evolution has been pretty incredible because she, yeah, to her credit, she has withstood a lot of criticism. Um, and she definitely was a role model. Venus and Serena, I knew them when I was a kid. I had like the racket that had their faces on is it. There, is there a female athlete that you could say in the world today that, that has it perfect, where the media does not draw attention to certain femininity, femininity about her, the, the, the dress, who she's dating. Is there an athlete that the media has played out to be outside of that circle? Can you think of any? We don't know her then. <laughs> <She's not laughs> well, I can tell you from my experience, I think you're not gonna, you're not gonna just change it overnight, right? So I think as we talk more about this and people give us their feedback, I, I, I want to find a way to make small changes. Now, look, I, I have to declare a winner here uh, because that's just the way the show is. And uh, when we get back from a word for our sponsor, I will declare a winner and we will close out the episode. More from us in a couple seconds. We are back and uh, this is a little bit different than your coaches yelling. It was a discussion, it was a great topic and I got called out and I love it, I love it. And it just shows there's so much more to talk about and we will be doing this in the future, but I have to declare a winner. And uh, she's been on the show a couple times and uh, she wore her bling and I'm giving it to Jess. Jess, look, Carrie, you killed it today. You absolutely killed it. I had to give you a thumbs down because you called me out. You made me blush. <laughs> and, and I just wanted to give it to Jess. She, she did a great job. And she even said it last time. She says, I'm coming back to win. And she is loving it. I, I'm, I'm excited. There is no fourth 
second or third place finish here. We're just going to go around the horn here. I'm going to start with Emma. Emma, having you here on the show has been wonderful. Uh, how did you feel being here today? Yeah, I had a great time, actually. And I think we've only just touched um, touched the surface here on a lot of the topics. Uh, but what I loved about it is that we're all pretty much on the same page. We've all got very similar um, ideas on everything. And can I just say, well done, Jess. Top show today. But Kerry, mic drop moment. That was my favorite. That's right. And thank you for being here. And I hope that you're part of this show in the future. Leanne. Leanne, 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 very quiet today, but packed a big punch. And I love that you're from South Africa and you, you show a completely different perspective from everything. Leanne, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been amazing. I really enjoyed it. And um, I just hope that we can continue these conversations going forward because I think they're really, really important. And um, yeah, sorry, Kerry, but I think Jess was definitely on top. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Leanne brings up a good point and we want to keep the talk conversation going and we will, but we want to make the change. So uh, uh, people here at Rower's Choice, we're trying to force that change and carry, 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 carry. <laughs> the mic drop moment, the moment that I think the world is going to see. Uh, it was a close, it was a close race between you and Jess. I hope, and I know you enjoy, I, how did you, did you have fun today? At least did you have fun? I mean, yeah, I think when I said that, I think even if they hadn't been muted, there would have been silence. Um, no, I think what I want to just expand on that. And what I just touched on when we were on commercial break and I'll say it now is it's not just men that are feeding this kind of, that need to be aware of what they're saying. It's women feeding into it as well. And just, I challenge, you know, these high school rowers, I challenge college rowers and elite beyond any women in sport, just be aware of what you're putting out there and let's lift each other up. So it does start with us and it also starts with just, you know, our male supporters. Wow. That's a second mic drop moment. I mean, come on, Carrie, <laughs> I, I should have given you the victory, but I did not. I gave it to, I gave it to Jess. Jess, you did it. You did it. You wore you wore the jersey. You, you're ready to go. You, you killed it today. How are you feeling for the first first victory? Shouldn't I? Um, yeah, I'm pleased with that. Um, I don't think I've beaten Kerry before, so you know, uh, or, or Emma. So thanks very much. Take there it is. Uh, for all of you listening or watching, coaches yelling. If you like or dislike or or, or want to expand on these topics, give us your feedback. Give us your comments. We want to know. Uh, how to make this a better sport. We want to make it a stronger sport for women. And, and the, the powerful women here today really brought it. Uh, I could not be happier with the conversations. And I hope you enjoyed watching or listening to another Coaches Yelling. Thanks a lot. <laughs>